When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. He'll be back next week. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you yes. until 3 o'clock. Sonny is at the controls. Uh, I am presently uh, just taking a peek at our Team Cobra ice out to see that the car that is on top of a melting block of ice that we have placed in an undisclosed location and we've invited people to enter uh, guesses as to when that ice block will officially melt entirely away. We uh, took the entries, the car, by the way. Yeah, they're already, that's it's already, already closed. Done, yep. uh, that car looks like it's ready to, I swear to you, if that car doesn't tip off at some point by the end of this show, I will be surprised. I will be very surprised. But <sighs> you can go and watch that again at mytalk1071.com. Keyword ice out. Exactly. Now, okay, so history has been made. And I have not heard anybody squawking about it yet. But I do feel like any minute now we are going to hear a little blowback from some news that came out yesterday about the Daytime Emmy Awards. Yesterday, we learned that Red Table Talk... This is the Facebook Watch show that is hosted by Jada Pinkett Smith that we frequently talk about and maybe make fun of a little bit on the Colleen and Bradley show. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Has been nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. I thought... Okay, wait. How does that happen? Exactly. I thought that is fascinating, right? I can watch it at any time of the day. Exactly. I thought that's really interesting, right? Because... It must somehow fall within the parameters of whatever they require to be um, considered for a daytime Emmy nomination, even though it is on Facebook Watch. It's a streaming platform. You can watch it whenever you want. Exactly. Clearly, Facebook Watch is trying to kind of get their footing and, and get a little buzz surrounding them. And this is the first thing that they've really had that has caught enough steam that they can actually get a nomination out of it. But all it says to me is that... We are looking at television in a whole new way. And we have learned that in little bits and bites for a long time, right? When we started to see Netflix shows starting to win Emmys, yes, we would learn it that way. This is like a whole new frontier. Because now the social media platform that we usually use to share pictures of our children or complain about politics is now in the Emmy running. This is a new, entirely new frontier. It's a brave new world, Colleen. It is a brave new world. <laughs> but just so you know, this is history in the making right here uh, as we learn that Red Table Talk has been nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. They have they nominate themselves. So Facebook Watch 
the entity. They submit, submit the show their, their show for nomination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes, exactly. They don't nominate themselves, but they submit for nominations. So that's how that happened in the first place. You know, they would have checked to make sure they fall within the parameters. And then knowing that they did, they would submit for it. Right. And then that's how they ended up on the nomination list. Nobody's squawking about it yet, or maybe people are. They're just not squawking loud enough for me to hear. Um, but I guarantee you this is going to be part of a conversation that will continue to roll forward because TV, as we know it, is dead. Well, it's just done. It's, it's just done. It's, it's just completely and utterly done. It exists. Yes, but it is changing. So the television that you know from your youth uh, is gone. It just isn't the same anymore. And we are having to redefine what television looks like. And actually, to that end, we're also having to redefine what movies look like because we've had the same argument when it comes to the Oscars and Netflix movies. Yeah. So there was a big kerfuffle earlier this year. Steven Spielberg, noted film director, was getting a little salty with the with the movie academy saying, hey, you know what? What are we de- what are we defining as a film here? Steven Spielberg, an old traditionalist, saying big capital C cinema. You need a movie that is made to be distributed for the big screen where Netflix is like, well, you know, we're making it for a streaming platform. We will show this movie, specifically Roma this last year yep. on the big screen. We'll show it in a couple places. And by the rules of the Academy, we're still eligible to be an Oscar. So that fight was going on. Right. And I think that they kind of made peace with each other a little bit, at least for now. Right. But I'm here to give you some bad news. Okay. I, okay, I let me just know. buckle in. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are ready for this. Well, go ahead. Like, I got some bad news. Rip the band-aid off. Not only are movies changing, mm-hmm. movies are dead. What? They're just dead. I'm okay. sorry. I'm happy about that. What? <gasps> I am. Oh, okay, uh, wait. Now, before <laughs> wait, you wait. dance on the grave of Cinema Sunny. <laughs> no, wait. Wait. <laughs> let, me, let me clarify that. I like movies, but I don't like... Um, the whole idea of having to get up and go out to the movie theater. Why? And I think that's making it. I think it's. I think that's why they're just making it more comfortable for us, man. They're well, it I don't disagree with that part <laughs> of I, it. And, and I'm and I'm 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 gonna sound like an old fogey here, but I remember when a movie ticket was eight dollars. It cost twenty dollars just to get into the movie. Now. <laughs> well, and too it's, much. And it's not. Well, now here's there's two different things that we're talking about here. That your experience of going to the movie theater to watch a movie, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually talking about just movies in general. They're dead. Uh, They're dead. But then, and there's a reason why. Somebody but killed them. Somebody killed them. Who you know killed? who did? Marvel. Mickey Mouse. Mickey. Mickey Mouse. Wait a minute. Just killed cinema. Why? How? By eliminating Fox 2000. Now, here's what oh. happened. We haven't talked about it a lot. Here at my talk, but behind the scenes, there's a big merger that happened in the world of Hollywood. Disney just bought Fox. And when I mean Fox, I mean everything. They bought X-Men. They bought Deadpool. They bought The Simpsons. They bought any number of entities, and now they're all under the umbrella of Disney. Now, they didn't buy Fox News, and they didn't buy Fox Sports, because those spun off into different companies. Mm -hmm. But Disney now owns, I want to say, 30 to 40% of all box office revenue now as a result of this purchase. And that's crazy. And Sonny, you mentioned this in the Dirt Alert that Fox 2000 was obliterated by Disney just this week. And now that's really important. And I say the reason that movies are dead and this is gone. Now listen to some of the movies that were made now and maybe think of these. You may have enjoyed these in the past 20 years. Movies like 
Walk the Line, <gasps> The Devil Wears Prada, <gasps> Hidden Figures, <gasps> Love, Simon, The Hate You Give, are just any number of movies that were made by Fox 2000. Now, these movies are important because sometimes you hear people being like, oh, gosh, it's just all superheroes. I'm tired of this. Well, that's all we're going to get now. Because these oh, movies God, no. are mid. See, <laughs> see? No. See? And these movies are really important because they're mid-budget mm-hmm. movies that exist not within franchises. They're just standalone movies about human beings doing human things, right. human interest stories. Sometimes they're historical, and sometimes they're historical. Sometimes you can learn from them in that regard. Sometimes yeah. they are like uh, human interest. Uh, maybe have like a social. Um, angle that mm-hmm. is important for people to learn from right, mm-hmm. right. and they're oh. and they're touching and they're human stories but what this says by disney squashing this out is that they don't care about these movies because they, they're not going to make the same kind of money because they're not going to make superheroes are no make. so we either have the big superhero movies or we have small indie movies that you know hopefully somebody gets distribution for and we'll be able to see and talk about them but there's no middle ground anymore there's no middle ground for like a lot of the movies that you have liked in the past. And I don't know who's going to fill the void. Now, this has been kind of a decade in the running, at mm-hmm. least. This is a long time coming, but I'm just telling you, movies are dead. Like, this is dead. Well, I'm oh, hoping. I'm sorry. Bad, bad. Listen, here's. I'm going to. This I was is just my. talking about the movie going experience. <laughs> I love sitting in my sweatpants, too. Well, here's, I'm here's my. Here's my bright spot in, in there. Or here's my hope in all of that. My hope, honestly, is that Sonny. Your and my desire and Holly's too to sit in our sweatpants and watch television from the comfort of our couches and Netflix ability to swoop in and uh, mass produce and churn out some pretty fantastic movies. But I don't want it to be just Netflix, though, because yeah. then we're getting into content monopoly, which is already yeah. happening, which is very much a problem. But it's well, a start I'm right sure now. that it's there are. Yes. But I'm also sure that there are other studios who've had their eye on this as well. Right. Or maybe some young up and comers that are like, we need to, you know. Because on the positive end, they are leaving a whole niche open. Exactly. So hopefully... That clearly people feel the need for. The movie people of tomorrow will, as you said, swoop in. Are you out there? (laughs) All right. When we come back, speaking of movies, I am so excited to talk to the wonderful Paul McGuire Grimes about his review of the new movie, Us. I have heard that this is a must-see. I've also heard that it is going to blow up the box office this weekend. So we're going to hear what Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies has to say about us after this on My Talk 107.1. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is here. He is joining us to tell us what is in theaters this week. And I do not want to waste one second of time on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Woo! Bradley's off. That's all you need to know. The rest of us are here. Blah, blah, blah. Paul McGuire Grimes, because you saw the movie that everybody is talking about. Yes. Us. It's called Us. It's and called this us. is a horror masterpiece for the new age. Okay. Oh, oh, that I'm throwing the gauntlet down. I like and it. I feel like this will be a horror film to compare all others to. It's one that people should go see, regardless of if you think you don't like scary movies. If you don't think, I don't know if I'm going to get it. If you didn't even care for get out, go see us. 
Okay, so the reason you brought up Get Out is because it is by... Jordan Peele. So he kind of surprised everyone because he's such a comedian that then to crank out a movie like Get Out, which he won an Oscar for, he kind of showed himself as this face of the horror genre now. And if you think about that movie maybe as a slow burn suspense with a commentary about Mm -hmm. society you then now have us which is straight up horror about this family that rents this beachfront you know cabin and they are the victims of a home invasion the intruders just happen to be their doppelgangers and it is it is this concept of looking deep within ourselves and how we sometimes are our own worst nightmare and Mm -hmm. how is that manifesting in the world that we are living in today oh i got goosebumps Ooh. That's some deep, it's scary some stuff. Deep stuff. <laughs> well, question. that's kind of it's interesting because that is sort of um, you couldn't tell really from the trailers exactly what the commentary was going to be that you were going to walk away with because the, he makes it look like it's a kind of a, just a standard house invasion. Yes. House. and we've seen plenty of those movies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, and there's sometimes a one trick pony. But what he does with this one is it's told in I think three acts. It's kind of how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. And as you get into the next one, more layers start to unfold, and you realize how deep this movie is. And just when you think you're like, I think I figured this out. Nope, more gets unleashed. And every choice he makes, costume design, music, the jump scares, the little references to other horror movies, it all has a point to it. And it means so much. Okay. Like, there are so many concepts that it's... Holly, you go watch it and take something away from it that could be different than what I take away from it. I saw it with Don McLean from The yep. Morning Show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I remember when this happened and this is how... And I was like, oh, but did you see this? She's like, no, I didn't even catch that. I'm like, so I think you go into it and either you understand everything or maybe a little bits here and there. Maybe you miss something, but something will trigger your memory or your brain about how you interpret what's going on. Is and that's gonna, why it's so wide open. Is this going to be one of those ones that you're going to probably want to see more than once? Absolutely. And is this a movie that you're going to want to go see this weekend so Absolutely. that you can be part of the conversation? Oh, yes. Yes. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on this conversation about what is Jordan Peele really saying with this and what do you take away from it? Okay. Like, I, I wanted to see it right again afterwards. I'm hoping we get time to see it this weekend. I don't know if we will, but it's... Sh- and the music is haunting. It's eerie violins. And Lupita Nyong'o needs to be part of the Oscar race next year. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about next, is let's talk about the cast. Yes. And, and because, like, big cast. Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke, who are both in Black Panther, she also won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. She plays the mother of this family, and then Winston Duke is the father, and he gets to be like the fun-loving, goofy dad Mm -hmm. that you just love. And then she is this maternal mother that has um, some trauma in her past, some PTSD that this beachfront house is kind of conjuring up again and then they both then play the doppelgangers Mm -hmm. so the main the family all plays versions of themselves Mm -hmm. so what lupita has to do is play this horrible doppelganger and then herself and kind of go back and forth between that in these scenes and then you also have elizabeth moss from the handmaid's tale and tim heidecker as uh their friends oh i love tim heidecker and elizabeth moss yes yes so i don't even want to get into like their storyline because that unfolds too in the second act oh my gosh i love this it's just crazy when you think about what she has to do in this movie. I mean, I think of her like the Jamie Lee Curtis's, the Nev Campbell's of the horror genre, the Scream Queens, and and it's such a humane story that I think we can all relate to or get something out of. 
Okay, now, how many ticket yeah. stubs? Five out of five ticket stubs. Wow. Really? I just laughed like in this euphoric, this movie is brilliant and I want everyone to see it. This is the thing I that I, because I felt that way after seeing Get Out, mm. where I was like, wow, I just saw something I have never, I can't even believe Right. Came out of a person's brain. It was so different. And I think going into us, there is that expectation that it needs to meet at Get Out's level. Mm -hmm. But I think they're two really different movies. Which Which actually is great. It is great. Because oftentimes what you see with somebody who has had a great success, like Get Out was, is you see them... It's like the M. Night Shyamalan yep. sort of syndrome, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you're trying to one-up yourself mm-hmm. every time, and you're trying to do it with the same formula, right? and that burns out. Mm-hmm. And so for him to kind of have done Get Out and leave it where it is, yep. but also kind of know enough about who what his perspective is, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, right. to then be able to bring this out and have the success he's having with this, at least early success, you know? Yeah, and I and I think it proves that he's such a name and a voice for horror and social commentary that he's not going away with this. I'm excited to see what his next film is and know that it's not all answered by the end of this movie. Okay. It's all open to interpretation. Ooh. Love it. Okay, sorry, you had other ones to talk about, but we're not going to. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> go to my that, YouTube channel, Paul Strip to the Movies. There you go, Paul Strip to the Movie. Check out his YouTube channel. I'll tell you about the other ones. Uh, are you on Twin Cities Live yeah, today? Yes, so you can see those other reviews there as well. That's another place to see him. Hey, thank you. We'll Thanks talk to you me. next Thanks, week. Uh, that's Paul McGuire Grant. And we'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots on My Talk 107.1. It's time for Florida Man Horoscope with Colleen and Holly. Time for another Florida Man Horoscope. Colleen. It's like a Caribbean holiday Mm. in Florida. Yes. Which is not in the Caribbean, but you know, that's neither here nor there. What are you going to do? But what's our date for our horoscope? Our date for our horoscope is January 7th. January 7th. For our Florida Man horoscope. Let's see here. Florida Man. Put semen in co-workers' water. Oh, geez. Okay, that's not at all what I was expecting, and now we need to move away from it as fast as possible. It's a technical term. Well, thank you. Um... I don't know what to do with that. That is the Florida Man Challenge. Yay! You can do it on your own time. It's just a, you know, Google Florida Man and then follow it with a, a day of, of your birth. A, the birth. Did that really shock you that much? Come on, Colleen. I just We're wasn't expecting here. it. You know what I mean? You just like. Sometimes those horoscopes, they just sneak up. Sneak up they on you. Sneak up on you. What are you going to do? Uh, all right. Uh, and now on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging with you. Yep. Sonny's at the controls. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Yes, it does. Crazy, stupid idiots. They're to your left. They're to your right. And if you're lucky, there isn't one looking back at you when you look in the mirror. And oftentimes... We find them in the state of Florida. 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 Better. Yeah. It's better than yesterday. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, how, shall I go first? Please. Okay. 
For our first crazy stupid idiot, we will be traveling to New York. New York, New York. It's a wonderful town. Yeah, well, not for this guy. A 19-year-old kid in New York, uh, I would say he's an adult at the age of 19, stole a cab on Tuesday. He had a plan. He wanted to go to the Six Flags theme park in New Jersey. So on Tuesday morning, Jonathan Gualpa stole a taxi and he drove it to that Six Flags theme park in New Jersey. He drove the cab. Drove the cab that he stole all the way to the Six Flags in New Jersey. Problem. That he stole the cab. Well, that is the first problem. But that's not totally crazy, stupid idiot, Uh, right? He didn't have a driver's license? No, that's not it. He was drunk. No. He was on meth. All of these are good guesses. <laughs> I'm I'm going from crazy stupid idiots of yours. I know. I don't think you're going to get this one. The problem is he didn't Google the hours of the Six Flags theme park in New Jersey. If he had, he might have realized it was still closed for the winter. Mm. Oh, mm. Bless his mm. heart. Mm. It doesn't open until April 6th. Mm. He was too early. Uh, but here's the thing. It doesn't really matter because he didn't make it all the way there. The cops used a GPS device because they're wily and they know things to uh, to track the cab. And they caught up with him in New Jersey. Oh, gosh. It's like when the Griswolds pull up to Wally World. Look at that. Aren't you correct? <laughs> it <laughs> and is. And it's closed. Exactly. Oh, uh, sounds like he, somebody that's still dealing with adolescent brain. I know, right? The prefrontal <laughs> cortex yeah. was not fully formed. Yeah. Now, it gets even worse, you guys. Um. The cops had used the GPS device to to, uh, track the cab and um, turns out he'd barely even made it out of Manhattan before he had to pull over and take a nap because he was tired. So he took a nap in the back seat of the cab that he stole. And so he was sleeping when the cops pulled up to arrest him in the back seat, napping the cab he stole on his way to the Six Flags in New Jersey that was closed for the winter. I mean, everything went wrong for him. So you're telling me he didn't think his plan all the way he through? He didn't even think his plan. No, he didn't. How yeah, old he was he? Did he have an age? 19? 19. And if I could uh, give you a visual representation or an audio representation of his mugshot, it goes like this. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I get. I mean, he wanted to go and see Bugs Bunny. All I ever wanted to do was go to now, Six Flags. I do have a quick question. I'm curious how much how much money he had on his person. If he would have even been able to get into the Six Flags, <laughs> or if he was going to have to commit another crime once he got there. You're thinking logically, well, Colleen. I'm just trying to think long term for him. I don't know. I don't know if he was thinking these things all the way through. Also, did he expect that then the cab would still be there, parked in the itchy lot when he was done? Probably not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, like it would be... Wait- well, then Just he would have like, to steal oh. another cab in order to get, get back, back to Manhattan. I mean, how many crimes was this thing going to take? In order just to get to Six Flags. Just for Six Flags. Oh, but like you said, Sonny, I mean, at a certain point in your life, there's nothing else you want to do. But go to Six Flags. <laughs> But this is but not nineteen. <laughs> yeah, not you know 19, what I mean. Not like, nineteen. Eh, I'm thinking like more like nine. Uh, I still like Six Flags. Yeah, but you wouldn't steal a cab to nah, get there. No, nah, yes. I ain't that serious. Thank you. <laughs> See, nah. thank you. You gotta flip. He's gonna have to flip burgers just like the rest of exactly. us did to get the money. Exactly. That's right. All right. Well, you know what we all really probably want? Hmm. Some food. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. <laughs>
And uh, you that's, know my soul. So yeah. What dream are you about to break exactly. for mine, Holly? No, I'm not going to break any dreams. But uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Keith Johnson. He's in Milton, Florida. Okay, he was arrested because he couldn't get to his food. Mm. It was really well, serious. You know, I think that Keith got w- what we like to call in the world is a little hangry. hangry. That is the combination of angry and hungry. Oh, by the way, he was also drunk. So he was drunk, hangry. Oof. That's the worst. He was drangry. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's when you want to eat the crusty hot dogs at yes. three in the morning that are on care. the bed of onions. You don't care. You don't, her. you don't care. But that's not what he wanted to eat. He wanted to eat some egg rolls. Okay. He wanted to eat some egg rolls and he was really hungry. Mm-hmm. But allegedly, this woman wouldn't let him in the house because he was drunk and he was hangry. Mm-hmm. Was would the woman not let him in the house because he didn't live there? Well, okay. We're not really clear on okay. that. <laughs> but allegedly she didn't want him in her home. Okay. She had the egg rolls, but she was like, Keith, knock it off. You're drink drunk angry. <laughs> but he's like, I want my egg rolls. And she's like, no, he kept ringing the doorbell after she told him she wasn't letting him in. And Johnson wanted to come in and eat those egg rolls that were in the house. It was wafting, you know, like when there's a pie in the windowsill mm-hmm. in the old cartoons yes. and then it wafts into your nose. And then Keith Johnson was just floating mm-hmm. onto the door and then he knocked out my egg rolls. Well, she then said that I would bring them out. Fine, Keith. Fine. You know what? You're drunk. You're angry. You're hungry. I'm just going to set them out there and you leave me alone. But then she opened the door and then he shoved her. Rude. Like out of the way so you get to the egg rolls? Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Don't it, get between him, the drangry man and his yeah, but egg then, rolls. But then he shoved him and then, you know, then she slapped him and then he was arrested Uh-oh. and charged with battery. Okay. So, you know. Again, just like, I don't know. I would have just given him the egg rolls. Yeah. Because if you don't well, she feed. Tried. But like, I would have done it at first. I would have just been like, eat the egg rolls <laughs> and then we'll negotiate. Like- <laughs> because you don't want, that is not, a, that's not, that's not a good state to well, be in. You don't want drunk, angry, and hungry. Well, that's at the point in time where you open the window and you throw the egg roll out onto the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Just put it out there. Just like eat the egg mm. roll because you know what the problem is. The problem is, is that those egg rolls aren't even going to be good anyways, right. because the problem with the egg rolls when you make them at home is they're really flipping hot on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then when you bite frozen. into it, it's frozen, frozen solid. on the inside. It's just, Not it's even the worst. good. I'll tell you what, though. Get an air fryer. Pro tip. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, shall I administer the next crazy, stupid idiot? But of course. Okay. Uh, no, I shan't. No? No, because I am recognizing the time. Ah, the time has come. As it is time, uh, we must go because we need to get to that throwback live. At 2.45 each and every day. Hot on the outside and frigid cold on the inside. True. We've got got to get to the throwback live. At 2.45 every day on the Colleen and Bradley show, we play the throwback live. We're going to do just that. Donnie's outside warming up for a little throwback live after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. 
visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.